talking about video games. Yeah! Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Donkey Kong Artists Podcast 30th episode. It's been 30 episodes. I can't believe it. Good for us. Uh, joining me for the 30th time is Edmund Arnold, and also for maybe, I don't know, like the 10th time or the 9th time, Colin Kodega. How are you guys doing? I'm doing well, thank you. 30 times deep. I got my chip, you know, your 30-day chip, so I f- I'm feeling good. I'm feeling really good about myself. I like that our podcast is comparable to AA for you. It is. It's ke- it keeps me sober. It keeps me off of the things that I would be doing right now at this time, which would probably be playing video games mm-hmm. not me i'm wasted every time we do this podcast i know you are you have a problem you and colin both yeah oh. we have problems but maybe if it's both of us that have a problem maybe it's you that have a problem for not being like us eddie yeah eddie you ever oh. think of that conform yeah, eddie conform edmund that's what my parents always told me to conform at every chance you get <laughs> if all your friends jump off a bridge jump off with them you be the second one <laughs> don't be the last one you be the second one and you do a sweet flip you also don't want to be the first one, too, so we're giving a lot of good life advice today. Yeah, yeah that's what this podcast is going to be about. This is this is a podcast you want to come to to learn how to be a better person by following everybody else. I work with kids, so I just embark all this information on them and they make them better people. Like, don't be leaders, kids. Follow. I'm going to try and not live in your area of town because that sounds horrifying. You should because your kid would probably be amazing if they worked with me, so... I do wonders. Mm. One thing to ask, would my kid be a better person having played Far Cry 5, or would they be a worse person having played Far Cry, Far Cry 5? Why is this hard? There's too many Fs. There's too many Fs in Far Cry. Say that five times fast. Far Cry 5, Far Cry 5, Far Cry 5, Far Oh, look at me. I'm that was amazing. Um, well done. I am awesome. That's why you host they the podcast. Would be aw- I think they would be way better for playing Far Cry 5, because I'm very much enjoying Far Cry 5. Mm. There's a lot of people... Who are not. The, the main takeaway I'm seeing from Far Cry 5 uh, controversy, I hate that word, uh, the controversy over this video game is that it's not political enough. Um, and I'm not sure how I feel about that, to be completely honest with you. What are your guys' thoughts on the Far Cry 5 gate? Yeah, Eddie, why don't you take it? I mean, you're the one, you've, uh, you've put a lot of time, more time into it. So what do you, what do you think, Eddie? So I've been, uh, I read a lot of reviews on Far Cry 5, and a common consensus that I've seen in all the reviews is that this game has not been political enough. It has not taken a hard enough stance against gun control and not mm-hmm. taking a hard enough stance against religious extreme, extremism. I can't say that word, sorry. So it's been kind of a wild ride to see people kind of like knock this game and giving them kind of less of a score than I think it deserves because of the fact that it hadn't taken a hard political stance against right wing. Um, politics, right, extreme right wing politics, alt right politics, if you want, if you may. And to me, I think I don't, I, I don't know how I feel about that. On one hand, I get it because Far Cry Five was kind of the trailers and everything were kind of positioning it up to be this big time. You're taking on this militant group, especially during the time, Trump times and all this contentious times that we're in right now. It kind of felt like it was going to make a stance, but a lot of this game, there, it, there really isn't a stance. It just seems like you're taking down a group of sociopaths that were able to t- take control of a certain part of the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I maybe put like 20, 30 hours into it. Um, I haven't seen much of any political stances made. I haven't seen anything negative towards. It's actually painting both groups in the light. They're, you're in a 
negative light, the group that you're fighting against and the group that you're fighting alongside. So it's it's just not as hard-hitting as I think people want it to be, but I don't think that this game should be knocked for it, and I don't know how you guys feel about that. Well, the one thing we need more of is politics in everything at this point of life. I don't know. I get what you're saying. I get that Far Cry 5 was kind of sold as, like, you're going up against this crazy militia that's, like, led by a conservative Christian person, and it's that was the way it was sold. In fact... I mean, if you go back and listen to our own podcast, we had Dan Hay, the director, on it, and he said that in our interview with him. And they had gone out into the mountains of Montana to, like, talk to these type of people. And, like, it seemed like it was going to be a little bit more political than it was. At the same time, like, I'm not going to my video games to get, like, steaming hot takes about current political situation in the United States. I don't need that. The game's responsibility is not to make that. And I don't really think it hurts the game all that much. It's pretty much the same story as every other Far Cry. If you want to make that criticism, that's much more fair than saying it's not political enough. Because it doesn't add up with the same, the exact same political, I don't even want to call it an agenda, but the exact same political mindset that we see in every single other form of media, barring Roseanne at this point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I almost, I almost wonder if people get, um, they get too caught up in the original announcement because they really went all in saying that they are going to um, really focus on the alt right like movement and how you know how these like this basically like malicious taking over Montana. And I got to ask, how's um, the main villain? Is it is his name Seed or something like that? What's his name? Joseph Jared Seed. Leto. <laughs> <laughs> Jared Leto. <laughs> He's basically Jared Leto. Jared Leto, he looks just every like role. Jared Leto. Yeah. Interesting. He and his little brother look just... It's Joseph C., by the way, but he and his little brother look just like Jared Leto. And they look so much alike that I kind of confused the two of them in the beginning of the game, but no. Yeah, Joseph C., sorry. Because, I don't know, I, I almost wonder is... It seems like, because I've read a lot of negative reviews or so-so reviews, I almost wonder, one... Are these people fans of the Far Cry games to begin with, or are they maybe fatigued on them? So they were kind of hoping that, hey, at least this story is going to get me through this 30-hour game. So maybe that's the reason why there's so much negativity towards it. But I really do think that uh, they, they, really, they really, like you said, they were on the podcast saying, hey, this is going to be different. And it seems like from what I've heard, Seed is a little flat when it comes to um, actually being multidimensional. Mm-hmm. Um I've, the true. last two villains, uh, Boss and who is from Four? Is it Pagan Men? Pagan or Men? Yeah, they were very, very complex, um, kind of insane, and I thought they were really interesting. I was, uh, I had a lot of, uh, I have a lot of hopes for Seed, and you know, kind of the way the militias built out. But from a lot of feedback I've gotten and, and I've read, is that they're not, they're pretty flat. They're not, there's not a whole lot to them. They're also and, not. Um, I love you. I love you to death, but I got to push back a little bit. Sorry, Pat, but right. I am under the impression that Pagan Man and Voss were overrated. Voss was overrated. I think that. I think. I think the voice acting in those two were phenomenal. But I, when people talk about depth and when people talk about how nuanced they were, they really weren't. They were just as crazy as Joseph Seed, and Joseph Seed fits the bill as all these other. Um, villains that we've seen before, there, there's just more, there's not a lot of charisma besides Joseph Seed as there was with Pagan Men and there was with Voss. And Voss is phenomenal because Michael, Ma- what was his name? Michael um, Mando. 
Yeah, Michael Mando made Voss amazing, but if you go back and play Voss, he really was he was really a one dimensional character. What you just well, said yeah. though is exactly what it was: is the charisma factor, and that Voss had charisma off the charts, which is why everyone loves Voss so much. The seeds, with the exception of the the female seed, uh, who's not even really a seed, really, I don't know. Um, yeah, that's weird. Is that they don't have charisma? Joseph Seed, the father, isn't charismatic. I don't care about him. He's actually kind of boring. He is, yeah. I'll give you that. He is. Cause he, he's more like a, like a ho- kind of a holy father. Whereas he's just his hands are always open. It's always like, come to the light, child. Yeah. More. I, I, it's, it's. And Voss, I, you know, I think Voss had a more interesting story behind him because his sister was on the outside and she was trying to take over the island to make right. it more like matriarchal in a way. You think, and then it turns out that she wasn't trying to do that in the end. But um, spoilers, pagan men. I think that story was a little bit better than this story. This this game really doesn't have a story rather than you are trying to take over. You're an FBI agent trying to come in, like, basically bring some justice to this land. Dude, also, I I mean, like, why are you not just calling backups or calling the National Guard? Like, none of this story makes any freaking sense. The very beginning of it doesn't make sense. What, you're going to send four marshals into enemy territory where they've already, they have a fully stocked armed militia and you sent four marshals one of whom is like 70 years old and has a wilford brimley mustache like whose idea who who cleared this mission I well plus know. like this like cult has like its own full-on like economy like they have like doctors scientists like tens of thousands of air force they built a christ the redeemer like, style statue on top of a mountaintop in however many months they've been running montana that alone shows that they maybe they have it maybe they have it together you know maybe their economy is all right if they can commission seventy foot rock statues and that's where the writing fails you know because the writing could have done something and this is a forty fifty hour game it's not like you don't have time to build up this world you know what I mean right it's not like you have you don't have enough time to and it, I I haven't done a lot of exploring so I don't know what the codex looks the codexes look like because that's what a lot of these open world games do now and I think it's weak. But they try to explain their world through like picking up the various voicemails that are left around the world and things like that. But it's just the writing around this game. I think the Far Cry writing has gotten very lazy because they are so good at. Sorry about that. They are so good about making a sandbox. And we we haven't talked about the sandbox. We're talking a lot about the story. The sandbox feels amazing, but the story around it is just it's weak. It's it's very 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 weak. Which, which that's what makes me think that's why there's a lot of negativity um, because people that are fatigued by Far Cry and the setup, like personally, I love those games. I love Exploring the Land. Um, the story is kind of like an added plus, but like majority of the time, unless it's like a super like crazy um, cutscene with Voss or something like that, I'm actually like looking at my phone when I play Far Cry during cutscenes because it's kind of like, eh, whatever. Like Far Cry Four, I just wanted to get in that little helicopter and fly around. Like that's all I cared about. I didn't care about the story. So personally, like I'm, I'm excited to jump into it and just explore, see what Montana's like. But I almost think they, they put the focus in building a super realistic Montana. Have the, you know, I hear there's a lot of uh, changes to the actual like. There's no skill trees anymore. Um, so it sounds like there is some. They made a lot of like actual gameplay changes but uh, the story i feel like i don't know i almost wondered this whole <clears throat> all right thing kind of fell into their lap and they were already making montana and they're like okay great we can make a couple you know crazy cult leaders and that's it but like pagan like it was the coolest thing you know you can play far cry 4 
start the game and um, in, it opens up where you're actually sitting down and Pagan's talking to you. If you sit there, he asks you to leave the room. You can get up and leave. If you sit there for 10 minutes, he'll come back in and be like, oh, I'll show you this beautiful land. He opens up the door and then the credits roll and you beat the game. Right, you just have to wait for your Crab Rangoon. You can do that in this yeah. one too. Um, I think it's, it's already, there's already video online of this. But at the beginning of this game, if you just don't arrest the father, then the game ends. Um, but it, oh, so like, they threw that mechanic in again. Yeah. You can, but like this time it just kind of felt cheap and lame. Like the first time it was like a cool little Easter egg. Now it's just like, oh, we have to do this in every game now. And it was it was glaringly obvious at the beginning of the game, like where it was. Like yeah, it was. I actually I sat when I when I got my review copy. I sat and I I got that ending because I knew it was going to be there because I I saw a tweet saying that you can do it, and I was like, well, this must be the moment. And so I just sat there with my fiance and we just watched Joseph Seed holding his hand out to the camera for seven minutes. <laughs> She's like, this isn't a fun game at all. <laughs> yeah, it's. But it's 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 a good. The hunting feels good. The yeah. perk system is really different. It's really simple. Um, the perk system is really really simple, and I actually really enjoy it. You just like you complete challenges, you get certain perk points, and then like you're really good perks, like nine perk points, and then you're really like run of the mill or like one or two perk perk points. But I actually really enjoy how they do the perk system. They kind of streamline it in a way that's made it. I don't have to look at a whole bunch of trees. I don't have to examine which type of path I want to take in order to get the special upgrade that I want. So in, I like that. I'm not climbing a bunch of towers. I was pissed off because in the very beginning of this game, you climb a tower. And I'm like, oh, here we go again. Far Cry here, climbing towers. And they actually allude to it like, I promise you we won't make you climb a bunch of towers Yeah, it's pretty game. funny. So I had like a laugh, laugh out loud moment there. So, And, and the game is fun, but it's yeah. like... There are the one of the first side characters that you get is talking about aliens and UFOs, and you have to go create like collect UFO parts, like Pat said in the last podcast. Or the bear named Cheeseburger that you can recruit. You can basically run around with your dog named Boomer, who's kind of an overpowered dog. Um, so I mean, there's a whole bunch, and like this game has a whole bunch of. I threw a shovel at someone's head and <laughs> killed them that way. So that's it's awesome. like this game has a lot of stuff that's like it's a far cry. Yeah. And I think that when you're trying, especially given Far Cry's past, when you're trying to, like, you want this to, it's not Wolfenstein, you know what I mean? It's not, it's not a Mafia 3, it's not built on that, it's never been built on that, and for you to go into it thinking that it's going to be a all around this, this big difference, I think that's shame on you. And then again, you have to also realize that Dan Hay and the marketing team, they realize how contentious Trump is and how contentious we are in a political spectrum right now. So you could have probably just been making up this shit just to sell games. Yeah. So, and con nothing sells better than controversy. No kidding. I mean, so, and probably these articles are probably helping the uh, the sales because yeah. yeah the, here's here's a headline for you: Far Cry Five has more than tripled the series' peak players on Steam currently. I mean, the same the game is selling well. People like the game, and it's not a bad game. And I want to stress that because I feel like I feel like maybe I've been coming off negative. I don't dislike this game. I think it's good. I just think it's a lot more of the same from Far Cry. So oh, yeah, it, it is Far Cry 3 and 4. Yeah, it is. It's just the same thing. And so the controversy, which I think is such a stupid word that we use about every... Dude, it's a video game. Like, the word controversy shouldn't be thrown in there unless, like, it is really doing something that's controversial. And it is not. You can't have a controversy over a lack of controversy. That's madness. And so, like, people are crying... People are saying, oh, there's not enough racism in this game. Like, that's, that's what this <laughs> argument is, is that people are upset that there's not racists in the game. 
Yeah, like, they want more racism. Also, like, a lot of complaints on, like, oh, I thought they were going to take stance on, like, guns and the Second like second Amendment and stuff like that. It's like, you're playing a game where you're fighting a cult of 10,000 people in remote Montana and you're murdering tons of people. Like, why, like what statement on guns are you looking for? Dude, in a game <laughs> series known for blowing things up. Like, the entire gameplay is revolving around shooting people in the head and exploding things. Like, it's going to make some and deep thing about the Second Amendment... And isn't your statement of guns right there? <laughs> like, I have the ability to go into this remote place in Montana and kill all these, like, citizens who have just been corrupted by this one man. Like, isn't that a stance against guns right there? It doesn't blatantly say anything, but can't you just go ahead and just sit back and be like, oh, maybe we should get, if we got rid of a lot of these guns, this wouldn't be an issue in the first place. I almost say the opposite. If I was living in rural Montana and people were coming to take my guns, I would want my gun. <laughs> Well, and he kind of alludes to that in the beginning. He, he says yeah. that, like, oh, they're coming to take our guns. We had this prophecy, blah, 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 blah. But I think people are mad because there's no outright saying, this is bad. Right? Like, you have to be an adult, and you just have to allude yourself. You can either agree with John Seed or you can disagree with John Seed. Right. And I think the game just doesn't take a stance on whether to say it's bad or it's good. And well, I think that's what people are angry about. And let me also – it's a fit to their agenda. Exactly. And that's – I'm glad you said that word agenda too because, I mean, honestly, if you want to write these articles – about like how people are upset about this, then if you are a journalist, then you have a journalistic responsibility. If you want to talk about people who are upset, then talk to people in Montana. Why are you talking to people in Southern California to see if they're upset about a representation of rural Montana? If you really want to know who's upset about it, then go to rural Montana, you lazy journalist, and talk to people from rural Montana to see what they think about their representation in this game. I don't care yeah, don't, what people from New York... Yeah, because nobody cares. That's what I mean, you're just. Yeah, no one ever goes to that area. To and that's why these people. That that's why these people hate you, because yeah. you're speaking for them. Yeah, this is this is bad timing for me to say, but uh, Donkey Kong artists, we're paying for you to go to Montana for three weeks, so you're about to go. <laughs> Good, I've been growing my beard out. You're, you have to do oh, the hard nice. interviews, dude. You need to figure out what's going on with the. Far Someone's got to ask the tough questions, Pat. Yeah. What is it like to be in Montana? How do you enjoy Steve's being cooler? a racist backwards hick? <laughs> How do you like being portrayed in a terrible light? Hey, been, you know what, you, oh, go ahead, Eddie. Oh, no, you go ahead. Oh, no. I, no, no, no Colin, you go say, ahead. There's, there's, <laughs> there's some interesting stuff with this game. Actually, I saw something yesterday where apparently there's like, the, there's a design flaw where Boomer can't go in the car with you, so when yes, you drive somewhere, it will just run. You, your dog has to it's run. It's terrible. And I, I was going to bring that up about the realism of this game. Like, mm. people being upset i was just like my dog basically can run alongside of me as i'm driving 80 miles per hour on these back roads i'm sorry can we talk about the driving mechanic and just the entire series of far cry 2 by the way it is the worst driving mechanic of any series i've ever played in my life i don't drive i don't drive me either drive because it's so just bad do, uh, just do auto drive it's way better oh and, and i can go on my phone and i can text messages or i can look at twitter while the car while the car gets me to where i need to go just like in real life no. when i drive well, and one interesting thing I did here is I heard the radio in the game is pretty good, though. Like, so when you are driving, there's some, like, pretty good sequence, like, kind of, like, uh, right-wing, like, GTA uh, radio stations. I, I hear you hear some pretty good stuff. When oh, you're really? Around. Because I I had turned the radio off every time I get into it. Me too. Tree, God music, and rock music, and I do not want to hear that bullshit when I'm playing video games. I couldn't even get uh, to the rock stations. All I got was the gospel hymns. Oh, you didn't get to the rock... There's, like, a... Maybe the rock station was the gospel hymns, but... There's a, there's really only like two stations. It's not like Grand Theft Auto. They didn't put in the amount of time. But I have to bring up a question that it makes me think about while reading all this stuff. Like, I, could I? A lot of video game reporters and things like that were kind of saying, 
Well, video game, if you guys want to take video games seriously, these are the type of conversations that you need oh. to have. And then on the other hand, people are just saying, well, video games are escape from realism and they don't need to have political statements. Do we need to take video games seriously? Should we be taking video games seriously? Uh, can, I, can I soapbox for two seconds here? Go ahead. Okay, and I've written an article about this and about how video games aren't taken as seriously. They can be. They are in certain circles. This is not the game in which to do this. This would be like going to Transformers and being upset that Transformers did not address, like, the situation in Syria. This is not the game that is supposed to be making these grandiose statements about the current political landscape. This is Far Cry. It is a triple-A title made by Ubisoft to hit as many people in a market as possible. This is not an indie title that's trying to make some deep statement, and those exist. There's tons of indie titles about depression, about immigration, about... Uh, name name a topic, and there's indie games that like address things that are happening socially. Far Cry is not the series to do that. Yeah, and if they would have stuck with the tone from the original announcement, the original announcement they really did focus on this whole like you know uh, the whole cult uh, side aspect of the game, mm -hmm. but. The people that are upset about this are the type of people that are extremely in tune with the video game industry, so they're not going to be in the dark. That was June of 2017, and through after that announcement, anytime someone got their hands on with the game, anytime you would see a commercial, something like that, the same thing I'd hear over and over again. It's another Far Cry. Because I, I guess what I'm trying to get at, I know I'm rambling a lot, but my my thought process is like, where I just there's a lot of anger over this game not being, and I'm just like, what triple A games have we had that has made some type of statement where you sit back and you're like, damn, like life, I need to make some changes in my life. Like <laughs> we're, we're not living the correct way. Um, I mean, I, how how often do you have like a like? I, it's very rare I even see a movie, and I feel like that though, right. or like I, I think it's a, I think you see it a lot more with movies. We with, could we can ran off for years. About I mean, yeah, movies. with blockbusters you see it more, but I'm but I'm saying like personally, yeah, and like like blockbusters. Good point. Personally, no, like, not in blockbusters. Yeah, and also like I don't know. I I I think maybe I'm just wired differently, but it's very rare for me to like leave a movie or something and like have to sit there and like be like, whoa, I need to I need to reset like re rethink about my life and stuff like that. Like maybe I'll be like, whoa, that was a real moving movie or that was really good, but I, and. Also, I feel the same way. I think video games are a lot different because you it's you can be a lot more focused and direct in an hour and a half and two or two hours, and you can kind of have a single goal and be able to accomplish that. It's really difficult to make a an extremely like moving piece of art that that changes your perspective and the way you think when it's a forty hour open world game. That's like true. it's just impossible to have that consistency of writing. Well, so then can I just, uh, let's just boil it down to like a yes or no question. Is is this criticism fair, do you think, for Far Cry 5? Because I get both sides of it, right? Like, I understand that they kind of sold it, that they were going to be addressing some of these things that maybe they didn't address, or at least kind of alluded to it in a way that might have sparked conversations to buy the game. Uh, but like we've said, I, I, don't, I don't think it's fair to expect that from a video game that's trying to sell millions and millions and millions of copies. Yeah, I think... It all boils down to they, the people that are upset that it didn't make a statement 
they should just say it's it's different. You can't be like you know knock the game a ton because of the statement. You could say the story was weak. Mm, you yeah. feel like they didn't develop the villains. You're tired of the Fire, Far Cry gameplay. You don't like some of the mechanics. I know there's some people didn't like the switch from uh, moving from a skill tree to a perk system. So I, I understand if you have flaws with the game itself, but the fe- knocking it down and giving it like a two out of five just because you say it, it missed an opportunity to make a statement, like I think that's absolutely ridiculous. I also think it's kind of arrogant to say something like that. Like, it, it missed an opportunity. Like, who are you to say something like that? Like, you're not the creator of this art or whatever this piece is that somebody's making. So why do you get to decide, like, a missed opportunity? That's not for you to decide. You can have that opinion, I guess, but, I mean, that, that's, uh, that goes against the objectivity of your review. That seems... <laughs> and that sounds contradictory because I understand that reviews are subjective. But still, you're supposed to approach it objectively, are you not? It, it seems weird to bring in your own baggage and apply that onto the creator of a piece of artwork. Well, especially your own politics, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm know, a diehard liberal, but I, it distilled and shaped what I think about this game. And I didn't go into this game hoping that they were going to say a whole bunch of stuff about gun control and the religious right. I just, I just... You know, there's certain games that you play that you expect to get moved in a certain way, and there's certain games that you expect to play that where you just want to blow shit up. Far Cry 5 is one of those games that you expect to play where you want to basically throw a shovel at someone, hit them in the head, or, like, run a plane into a group of people and blow them up that way. Like, that is the type of game Far Cry 5 is. It's not a type of game where it's going to be like, Joseph Seed is going to make me realize that maybe we need more gun control right. in Central America. It's just, I don't, I don't know, man. It's just... And it's not particularly going to move you the way that The Witcher 3 does and the way that The Last of Us does because those Far Cry 5 is not set out to be a big story narrative game. It's set out to be a big sandbox that allows you to do whatever you want. And I, and I, Pat, you said it early in the in the podcast in this podcast. Like, do these people who are writing these reviews understand what a Far Cry 5 was? And it doesn't sound like it was because Far Cry 5, like I said in the beginning, it was never a game that based itself into the, its story. It was always a game that based itself into, wow, this is, like, look at this mini helicopter that I can drive around the Himalayas. This is dope. Like, that is what Far Cry 5 is. That's what Far Cry series is. Honestly, I'm so happy I haven't played it yet, and I'm going to start playing it probably this uh, upcoming uh, next weekend. But I'm so thrilled I didn't, because I did have, a, I think I would have been initially let down a little bit, because I had a lot of high hopes for having a really great developed villain, mm-hmm. um, so it doesn't sound like that's really the case, um, early on at least, so I, I'm glad my, that's the only thing I think I would have been disappointed, but at the end of the day, that's not the reason why I go, like you're saying, Eddie, I'm there for the sandbox, I'm there for the ridiculousness, just the insanity, um, that side of thing, because the game's ridiculous, so that's, that's what brings me back to all the Far Cry's I've been playing pretty much every single one besides Far Cry 1, and I never played Primal. Um, so I'm excited n- even more now, just because I think my expectations are properly set, and I know, like, hey, you know what, I'm just going to take this villain lightly, and I'm just going to focus on the gameplay. And it's it's not it's not bad, Colin. I mean, like, and I, I just want to stress that, because I think you're going to have the conversations about, like, where games fall short, or blah, 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 and we, we seem to be on the other side of that, but anyway. The game, if you like Far Cry, then you'll like this game. Yep. I think the only criticism that I would have of it, and it's what I wrote about it, is that it just felt like playing Far Cry 3 and Far Cry 4. And the changes yeah, they, they made were so anything. small that they didn't really change the game up that much. But if you like those games, then it's great. I recommended it. My brother's a huge Far Cry fan. I was like, pick this up as soon as it comes out. Pick it up. If you like Far Cry, then enjoy it, because it's 
It's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's but, a, it's but a don't expect sandbox. anything new. No, there exactly. There's nothing yeah. new in this Far Cry. And no, if we want to bash it, we can bash it for it being the same exact thing that it's been in since Far Cry 3. There right. is nothing new in this game. So okay. that was a huge disappointment to me. But other than that, it, it's a Far Cry. Also, so. but I, I would ra- I'd rather them do more of the same than um, even though Primal was basically just Far Cry 4's map, just mm-hmm. with a new skin. But they did try to do, you know, kind of a different combat approach, a different say. And you know what? That didn't appeal to me. So at the end of the day, I can sit here and say, like, oh, I want new stuff. But when they do try to do something a little bit, uh, a little bit different, it doesn't actually appeal to me. So <laughs> at the end of the day, I think I'm going to have a lot of fun with it. Well, Far Cry Primal was lazy though sorry but oh, that's no, it. Okay. i have to say that was lazy so if they would have actually taken the approach and put some time into it maybe take two years maybe if they would have taken two years or three years to do a far cry primal completely revamp everything about it then that would have been a phenomenal game because there was a lot of stuff behind it that was really interesting but that was just that was, that was the laziest attempt of a video game that i've, I've seen <laughs> in my lifetime to be honest with you let me take play devil's advocate too for the far cry series uh because we've talked about grand theft auto before quite a bit because i think I know, Eddie, you love it. I love it. Colin, I'm assuming that even if you don't yep. love it, you probably like Grand Theft Auto. Oh, no, I, I, I love it. Yeah, they're amazing games. The thing is, though, you could say the same thing about Grand Theft Auto and that they're almost always the same game. They just, like, update a couple things in it. But I will say, and I've always said this, uh-huh. that San Andreas is the only one that really changed, like... And even then, it was still a Grand Theft Auto game, but they really tried to change the formula a lot. And I still think it's the best Grand Theft Auto, even though I enjoy playing other ones more than it. So, you can, you can revolutionize something... In a formula, but that doesn't mean that you're always going to have to do that every time a new title comes out. And it also doesn't mean that your formula is bad and that I dislike you for just making the same thing over and over again, as long as it's an enjoyable experience every time it comes out. Yeah, and the, the thing that sets Rockstar apart, like, and again, I'm going back to Far Cry's story, so the story sucks, it's always sucked. Um, I mean, Far Cry 4, you were a tourist that landed in a foreign country, and then you have a task with saving your friends who were taken by different tribes. Mm. Far Cry 5 it wasn't the same thing. You had to like save different people from different tribes. But now you're a marshal. <laughs> yeah, now you're a marshal, but you have to save the friends that were in the helicopter that yeah. you're in. It's the same oh, it's thing over again. I think Rockstar takes dramatically different steps, especially surrounding these characters. That's true. San Andreas feels different than Grand Theft Auto 4 because CJ's a remarkably different character than Nico was. Um, and I think that Rockstar, actually, in my opinion, their narratives are very good in games, especially that San Andreas cool. narrative, one of the best stories in a video game. And I think that is what sets Rockstar apart from Far from the Far Cry series and these other series that we, we can talk about. Yeah, also, um, sorry, Colin, because I know you have something to say, but I, let me just real fast. Grand Theft Auto V, the three characters are the best video game characters oh I've my ever seen in my freaking life ever. Michael, Trevor, Trevor, and Franklin That's are so the best. Good. Like, I would love to play another game with them. They were just amazing. I think what it comes down to, though, is Rockstar takes a more... It's the studio itself. Um, Ubisoft is more trying to crank out games. I believe there has been far, five... In, in my head, I did some math. I think there's been five Far Cry games since um, Grand Theft Auto 4 and 5 have come out. So Rockstar's released two games... Uh, Ubisoft has released Far Cry 2 through Far Cry 5, including Primal, so that's five games. So I think also they're kind of pumping these out, and it doesn't give them enough time to be creative. And also, I, th- I think just Rockstar, their their writers are just light years beyond pretty much anyone in the industry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Grand Theft Auto is one of those games that you can sell for years. I think Grand Theft Auto 5 was on the top 10s charts for, like, what, two to three years after its release? Oh, it's, it's still, it still is. Yeah, so it's just, I mean... 
you have that clout. You know what I mean? You paid the cost to be the boss, so. <laughs> but and um, and also it goes like I said, it goes to expectations. You know what you're gonna get with the uh, with a. Uh, Grand Theft Auto, you know what you're going to get with the Far Cry. So yeah. if you don't like Far Cry, you're probably not going to like Far Cry. <laughs> yeah, and and I don't think Grand Theft Autos make a big political statement either. Oh, oh never mind. Well, they do and they instantly. don't. I mean, like I take that back instantly. I don't know. San Andreas had a lot of like pockets of like little statements being made, and then Grand Theft Auto Four in regards to immigration. There's a lot of stuff being said in that game about immigration. If you were really reading between the lines, sure there um, are, but at least they're not. At least they're doing it in a savvy way and not just like parodying oh, things yeah. you've heard a hundred times. It's making it on a personal level, and that comes from character development. And that's one yeah. thing that Far Cry Five yeah. lacks in. It doesn't have the character development. I mean, if you're going to compare it to Grand Theft Auto Five, is almost unfair because the well, level your character of, doesn't even have dialogue. No, he's a mute. And okay, this is my favorite part of the game too. Is that they added in a character customization screen for a first-person shooter game where like I never see my character. Character. <laughs> like, what was the but point I think of that? You, like you and I were to jump in together, like we like because you can't play this game in co-op for right. the entire time. Um, and I think you know what we need to call out because I don't think this is getting called out enough. The Far Cry map, um, like little. <sighs> what is it called? The Far Cry Arcade. I'm sorry, Far yes. Cry Five Arcade that they've incorporated in this game. Where you can essentially make Call of Duty maps. I've seen people. Oh yeah, people Call made PUBG in like the first twenty-four hours. Yeah, so that is remarkable, and you can actually go in and play like death matches, and you can play yeah. like battle royale type styles. Thank um, you for bringing this up because it was almost unfair that we didn't bring it up. Far Cry Arcade yep. is the best part of Far Cry Five by far. Oh, so. Absolutely, and I think if I think Ubisoft, we're going to see some type of project where I think we're going to see a lot of Ubisofts. Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? A lot of Ubisoft properties are going to be pumped into this type of system where we're going to be able to see different types of, like, make-your-own-divisions-type style game. Or make, mm -hmm. and I, I think if Ubisoft is smart, just like they, just like Nintendo did with Super Mario Maker, they would make some type of Ubisoft make. I think that would sell very well because a lot of people are getting into this Far Cry 5 arcade. And I've seen some remarkable stuff being made on there. So although we're bashing on Far Cry 5 a lot, and I, I don't think we're bashing it too much. No, but I don't think so. I think Far Cry Arcade needs to be applauded because that is something that is absolutely remarkable. And I like I like these type of things that you that are coming out now where, people, mm -hmm. where you're giving anyone the opportunity to create what they want to create. I, I think that's going to make a lot of – that's how you introduce kids to becoming game developers. Exactly. So I, I like to see and, stuff like that. And I'm glad they didn't put uh, these at least yet behind a paywall because I know uh, when it comes to consoles and making mods on like Skyrim and stuff like that, Bethesda, they actually, it's, there's a paywall. You kind of have to, like, pay for these mods to play them on consoles. So also applaud Ubisoft for making this just, like, a giant sandbox, being able to make, like, the Call of Duty Nuketown map. Like, I saw oh. someone made that, and it looks identical. Like, great, great job including this with the game. It's a part of the game, and you don't have to pay extra for it, which is really Absolutely. cool. Because they could have they made this DLC, and people would have paid for it. Oh, it's, it's, it's worth $30 within itself. Um just by giving the amount of customization and giving the amount of stuff that I've seen from it. So, hats off. I know we bash a lot of Ubisoft. It, uh, again, I don't think that I, Ubisoft across the board has bad writing. I don't think any of their games have ever had particularly good writing before. And if anyone can correct me on that, go ahead. But I will I will stand by that to the day I die. I've never played a Ubisoft game where I've just been like, man, that game was very a story well told. But I think along the lines of making a game, I think along the lines of making a sandbox, I think along the lines of creating worlds, I don't think anyone is really comparable to Ubisoft in that regard. 
Let me also commend Ubisoft on doing their Discovery Tours with uh, Assassin's Creed, because that was another, like, radically different thing to add into a game, which is cool, and, like, expanding the boundaries of a game that's already been released. So I like that they're doing stuff like that, especially a massive studio like Ubisoft that just cranks out games. I'm also going to disagree with you really quick, because the South Park games were released by Ubisoft, and those have amazing writing, so... Oh, yeah, but that's... They don't really count. Uh... But yeah, the guys from South Park yeah. wrote them, but... That's Matt, and yeah, that's mostly the South Park creators, but... I don't know, I'm, I know you love Ubisoft, so I feel I felt bad saying that, but I just I don't, never, I'm really. looking through their games right now, and I just don't see any games that I've ever played from Ubisoft that I was just like, man, that was a hell of a game. That writing in that game was something else. Hey, you know what's actually... Um, I haven't played through it all, Assassin's Creed Origin. They has some pretty good writing. They actually, Bayek's extremely developed yeah. and uh, a really, really multi-dimensional character, and, and he's really likable. So I think that's that's something to call out, too, because uh, they did a good job with Origins. What is happening that, that we are game. just applauding Ubisoft? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not. I'm not applauding Ubisoft. I would be very dead in the ground before I applaud Ubisoft. Um, <laughs> I think Ubisoft needs to do a lot more with their stuff, but again... I still think Far Cry series is unparalleled in what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, uh, this game is a good game. If you want a Far Cry, go pick it up. But like we've said, it's nothing new, and the story is not going to blow your socks off. You will remain socked. <laughs> Eddie, let's take a trip to the glitzy world of Hollywood. Music will be. <laughs> I've never been there. Let's go. Yes, it's very fancy here. Uh, Universal Studios has announced that they are trying to make a bigger push into gaming, and that is coming from the president of Worldwide Games, Chris Heatherly. Uh, that means, basically, we have one coming up really soon. Uh, Jurassic Park Evolution, which is sort of like... Roller Coaster Tycoon, but with dinosaurs, I guess, is the best way to sell that game. And it looks good. Have you seen the footage from this? Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. You said Jurassic Park Evolution, and you said it's Jurassic Park with a Roller Coaster Tycoon? Yes. Um, that sounds along my ballpark. What is, what is, what what have you heard about this game? I have not heard anything about this. How have you, oh, I can't believe I know something that you don't know about video games. I have not heard anything about this game. So, I think it was Game Informer? I might be wrong, and I apologize if I am, but one of the video game trades posted the first however many minutes, hours from the gameplay. And it's basically a park building simulator, but you have dinosaurs in it, and Jeff Goldblum. Shut up. Okay, so... I am behind this because it sounds like Universal Studios is, and I don't know much about this whole game dev challenge. I don't know what this is. If anyone listening can give us more information about it, but I guess it sounds like they're holding a game dev challenge to pitch video games Mm -hmm. on some of their biggest franchises. I don't know, Pat, you're going to have to help me out with Universal Studios franchise or Universal Studios, Universal's franchises, but it sounds like this is the type of stuff that I want to see. You taking a Jurassic Park, one of my favorite movie franchises, by the way, phenomenal, and you are making, you're incorporating it with a game, a simulation, city simulator, what do you call these things? Park simulator, park builder, whatever. That makes sense, right? So if you can somehow team up your movie with a game genre that's been established for years, I want to see more of this. I I think that's a brilliant idea, and I'm looking at gameplay footage of it right now. 
why aren't we seeing more of this? And thank you, finally, somebody is making a movie tie-in game that actually represents the type of movie that it is. Like, yes. it's, it's yes. Jurassic Park, make it a park builder. Like, why in yes. the world would you not have done that from the first place? Yeah, a, a Jurassic Park game doesn't need to be a first-person shooter. No, exactly. It doesn't. It doesn't. And I, I agree with you. I'm looking at it, it looks like an XCOM style, not XCOM style, but it looks like an XCOM map overlay. Yeah, it's that top-down... You go into different cities and you're building like different Jurassic Park zoos. This is like a zoo tycoon, roller coaster tycoon. You're absolutely right. Yes, this is what I like to see. It makes me it makes me have confidence in this universal push to bring more of their big name franchises to the video games. And let me talk about some of their franchises too, because help me out. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not a huge fan of a lot of these, but they do have a lot of good ones. There's Fast and the Furious, which I'm pretty meh on, but there's so many opportunities to make those into video games, and a whole bunch of different crazy types of video games. You could do a racing game, you could do, like, a you weird... bring back Driver. Bring back Driver and incorporate it with Fast and Furious. Yeah, just throw Vin Diesel in there, done. Do you remember Driver for PlayStation, where you had, like, oh, yeah. it was mostly situated with driving, but you did leave the car at certain times, I think it was Driver 2 or 3, but bring back Driver, incorporate it with Vin Diesel. Have Vin Diesel, I, I think that's a brilliant idea. Yeah, enjoy your millions I, of dollars. They also have but all the Universal monsters, uh, the Mummy. They have Frankenstein. They have the Wolfman. All of those. You could make a Resident sounds- Evil style game around those, or I think That's true. I think somebody was already working on this was a, a Mummy, a Castlevania, but based in the Mummy universe. Yeah, I, I'm reading on Game Informer that they have been working on this game for a while, but it is is exactly how you describe it. It is a Mummy in a Castlevania world. Dude, I'm sorry, that's the dopest thing I've ever heard of in my entire life. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. See, if you can, if you can pair it up with a genre, like I said in the beginning, and it makes sense, do it. Do it. I want to see, because I remember when we were growing up, I feel like this was done all the time. And it wasn't, you know, they didn't match with the genre, but I felt like we saw a lot more, like we had a Space Jam video game. Um, We had an Aladdin video game. We had a Lion King video game. We had so many games that were incorporated with movies, and I think we got away from that in the last, like, maybe... 10 to 15 years where all the our movie video games were basically Lego video games. So, I, I, dude, this makes me excited. I mean, Fast and Furious, Mummy, I don't know what else. What were you saying? Like oh. a Jaws game? Oh, they have more. Um, There's Jaws, but they also have all the Bloomhouse stuff. So, The Purge and Get Out. They also have the Minions, oh. which, like, I don't care about, but it'd be a smart business decision to make a Minions video game. Dude, a Purge video game? Are you serious? That'd right be now? amazing, right? Like, are you serious right now? And especially with Battle Royale genre getting so big right now, you could easily exactly. make a Battle Royale game. Yes. Yeah, why not I like mean, a, a Fortnite or a PUBG based in a Purge universe? Yeah, you don't even have to like just you don't even have to like jump off a bus to land on the island. You just start in a specific random place in like a modernized city like Washington D.C. and then it's just last person standing. I mean, the game it makes itself. You know, like. And now that we, if you just hire, if I'm Universal, go out and hire some real game developers and make a couple real games instead of just slapdashing these things together, and you will just rake in cash. Because people love yeah. these IPs. I love these IPs, you know? Give me a good game based on them, and I'll eat that up. And a lot of these IPs make better sense as video games than they do as movies. You're right, yes, thank you. you. Like, I'd rather see another, jo- I would rather see a big-budget Jaws video game than see a... 
another Jaws movie. I would rather see a big-budget Mummy game than see another Mummies movie. I would much rather see a big-budget Fast and Furious game than see a Fast and Furious movie. Um, <laughs> and if you're all about making money, this just makes sense. You know, Just expand your horizons. I know it, it costs money to make video games, but Fast and Furious is a billion-dollar franchise. Right. Like, why not Why not take a chance on making some high-level Rockstar created, or not even Rockstar, I mean, Fast, or not Fast and Furious, uh, Need for Speed EA, they're going downhill. Oh, yeah. And go team up with Need for Speed. Come up with a Fast and Furious Need for Speed type game. I know a bunch of people that would go crazy over that. Why is this taking so long to do? I mean, we talk about this all the time, but video games already outsell movies. If you were the movie business, why are you not trying to get into the video game business? Like, what are you waiting for? Also, and, yeah. I don't need. I don't get it. Me either. It doesn't make any sense business wise, and so Universal is smart and they're they're doing it. But if they succeed at this, which they very they could as long as they do it correctly, then all of the studios are going to start doing this. And if the games are made well, this could be a really exciting thing, or it could just be a whole bunch of really crappy video game movie tie-ins. But I hope that's not the case. After in where we are now in 2018 is a time where like. Video games have progressed so much, and there's so many great people making video games now that you can make these games good. And and they yeah, and they won't all be the same. Like back in the day when we were getting like Aladdin and Lion King, another side scroller, but now Terminators, they they're all the same game. They're all side scrolling like beat 'em up type games. Now you're in a 2018 where there are so many different types of games where you could create any any type of style of game and then put your movie into it, and you you could be successful. You really could. Um, and I think there's so many people with different tastes in video games. You're gonna find a, you're gonna find some type of audience that would be receptive to that game. So I, I, I hope this does well. I hope this Jurassic Park Park Simulator jumps off, and I, I hope that we. I don't want to see an oversaturation in it, mm. but I hope we start to see more of it because there's no reason why we shouldn't have a good Transformers game. Agree. Because I mean, they started off as toys to begin with, anyway. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I just, and the fact that we're in 2018, but we still don't have. A great Transformers game. That's mm-hmm. insane to me. So it, you know, I, it's, it's what I I feel like I say this literally every week. But like, I am always in favor of more. And if it sucks, then like, just don't buy it and it'll go away. But I'm like, I am always okay with more things being tried and more things being branched out. So like, this yeah. this excites me. Even though I understand a lot of people will be like, this is stupid. And you know, a lot of those people are just those people that are just anti and whatever. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, exactly. Like, right. Yeah. Who is who is against seeing their favorite video game character come to a video game? Like a good example is I don't like perfect. What is it? Pitch Black, Pitch Black, the Vin Diesel the movie where he movies, has yeah. yeah the Riddick. That game for Xbox 360, The Chronicles of Riddick, was mm. one of the best games that I've ever played in my life. And that when that game came out, people were going insane for that game. It had amazing stealth mechanics. It was one of those innovative first-person shooters to come out during the the early thousands. That kind of like. No one really talked about, because, but it was doing a lot of different things. So if you have a lot of these, even these niche movies that Universal might have that may not be appealing to broad audiences, if you can build a great game around it, it's going to sell. Yeah. Um, and I believe Chronicles of Riddick won a bunch of um, awards that year it came out. I think it sold very well. So I, I think you just need to, I don't know if game studios may not want to take the chance on it. I don't know if there's... There's some type of licensing where there's a lot of money involved, where it's just not worth the effort of doing it. But it, I would like this because, to be honest with you, Chronicles of Riddick is probably the last good video game or movie that we got from a video game. Yeah, I can't um, really think of any off the top of my head. I 
you know, it was we had like Chronicles of Riddick. We had Goldeneye back in the day, which was well, yeah, I mean that's uh, quite two years ago, though, yeah. The Ghostbusters came out with a couple of video games that weren't really good. Uh, you know, they they haven't been done. I just I don't think there's been a big push for them in the in, in like the last ten to fifteen years because it's been a little harder than making a side scrolling type adventure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and it's a lot hard. Maybe it's a lot harder to sell studios on a first-person Riddick rather than a first-person like <laughs> game with with a mute. You know what I mean? You know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, I, so I don't know. You um, need Vin Diesel. And then a lot of these movie studios might think that a video game is going to like hurt their brand in the overall. But that's so they old, might not be willing. Right, but that's old thinking. Like you're just leaving money sure. on the on the table at this point. Like get, you got to embrace the future at some point. With you, so yeah. I, I, you know, dude, I'm I'm still watching this Jurassic Park gameplay footage. It's so I'm good. Like, Can I have this now, please? Yeah, I'm Can excited. Can I have this now, please? Plus, I mean, Goldblum. It's got Goldblum in it. What else do you need? I, I just watched Thor Ragnarok again. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, he's so good in that movie. So. I love that movie so much. He's so good in that movie. So I know Jeff Goldblum and anything. Um, put him in all games. It'll sell. Yeah, whatever, man. Just throw him in there. When did Jeff Goldblum become like the most likable person in the world? Dude, also, like, why did he happen? age? He's like 65 years old, and he's still better looking than I am. He's 65? Yeah, isn't it insane? He's a sex pot. I know. God. I would lick God. that gold bloom. Oh, do it. Do it. <laughs> and send me video footage, because I would watch you lick Chef Goldblum. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> we're probably going to edit that out. With that. What, what are you excited to see? Like, you're big in Hollywood. You love movies. You're like the movie buff. Not even, not even in terms of Universal. What big movie franchise would you like to see be brought to video games? Man, that's a great question. I mean, obviously, the obvious answer, and it's already going to happen, is the Avengers would be great for video games. Mm -hmm. And that yeah. is in the works, though they won't talk about it. I've asked hundreds of times, but they still won't tell me anything about it. Uh, Avengers would be great. Um, like you said, Transformers would be awesome. You want the big budget ones. You know what would be great? I don't even like these movies, but the Pacific Rim movies would be awesome for video games. Oh, I was going to say that. You took my idea, but absolutely. Stolen. Yeah. Yeah, because you can even do like some type of... And we don't have any big... What is, the, what is solid game is it? Like destruction games where yeah, you're like playing old school as a big giant and you're fighting someone in a big city? You could really like... That's a genre right there, in my opinion. Oh, I think it'd be awesome. Just make it multiplayer, too. Like choose between a kaiju and a... What are they? Robots called Jaegers or whatever? Oh, yeah. Jaeger. Oh, yeah. I like that idea. I really do like that idea. Dude, there's tons. Um, I mean, you can make so many. Tons. I would like to see more. I don't think we have enough. I'm going to sound like a weirdo. I am big into, like, what is this genre called? Like, the disaster genre? Like, Twisters? Like, one of my favorite movies of all time. Like, Dante's Peak, <laughs> those type of movies. Oh, yeah. Like, San Andreas. So, I would like to see some type of game where... I don't know if I'd... Want it like an adventure style where you're coming in as like this brooding, like badass Sandra Bullock type character. It's brooding and Sandra Bullock go together. I don't brooding know. Brooding Sandra you, Bullock. It's, it's got to be a Sandra Bullock in the early 90s type. Nice. Like speed Sandra Bullock where you're coming in and you're like a private investigator and you're trying to save someone from like, I don't know, global warming or some shit. I don't know. I just think we need more disaster <laughs> video games. We don't have enough Twister type video games. I just want a big, a lot of like uncharted sequences where I'm running, I'm running away from stuff and shit's falling behind me and things yeah, like man, that. Yeah, that'd be That's awesome. What I want. Or Indiana Jones. Bring me an Indiana Jones game. I know we have a lot of uncharted, yeah, but Raider, I, yeah. I just think that Indiana Jones is one of the best characters of all time. So give me I an agree Indiana 100%. Jones. Game. And then obviously I'm always in favor of more good Star Wars games, and I would like to go back to the old Republic, please. 
Please, yeah, please, but, uh, do we need more? Without we after need more. the last one. We have so many. Uh, they're just, like, they're not good. Just, well, I mean, they're, they're decent, but I want, like, a great one. I want another KOTOR. Yeah, we do. I, I, I agree with you. I would love to see another KOTOR, but... I want Star Wars RPGs. I think RPG is the only thing that makes sense for Star Wars, or the thing that makes the most I, sense for Star Wars. And that slow grind of getting your first lightsaber. Yes, thank like, you. Every game that, needs that should that. be a huge moment. Yeah. Yeah. Ryan Johnson. Do it, Ryan Johnson. No. Oh, wait, why are we yelling at Ryan Johnson? Because you made a terrible movie. movie. You hate that movie. I I love that that movie so much. So we're on both sides of that. Anyway, before I get yelled at by Disney PR. But come on, let's see more of it. Nintendo, I don't know why you haven't partnered with Disney yet. Like, that doesn't make sense to me. Like, there should be a DreamWorks game released every year for the Nintendo Switch. Like, there should be an Incredibles 2 game coming out in June. Right. Again, you're just leaving money on the table. I'm I'm doing your job for you, everybody in the studios. You're welcome. I know. I know. But that's a trend I want to see more of. We're saying this now in 2018, come back in 2020, when this trend is oversaturating the market. You heard it here first. Yeah, but we want to see more of it. Well, everyone, thank you very much for listening to our 30th podcast and for continuing to listen to maybe our 31st podcast. Or we'll just call it quits after this one. We're done. Uh, <laughs> or unless the business canceled us. Unless we get canceled. You can cancel podcasts, can't you? Yeah, I guess so. Like if yeah. iTunes called us and they're like, you guys suck. Like Joseph C. calls us and is like, hey, brother, it's time to cancel it. Heard you been talking shit. Come to God. Praise Jesus. Now I'm freaked out. I know, me too. Anyway, thank Stay you. away from me, Jared Leto. <laughs> yeah, Jared Leto is going to, he's the one who's going to call us. <laughs> but anyway, thanks for listening. Please subscribe to us on iTunes. We are on SoundCloud, Donkey Kong Artists. We have a website. We are trying to post as many fun articles, also articles that may rile your gears. So please mm-hmm. check out our website at DonkeyConArtist.com. We're on Twitter. We have a Gmail. We We're all over the Instagram. place. We have Instagram. And we have a wonderful staff anyway, of people at DonkeyConArtist.com. Yes. It's not just... God does not pay. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> we do not get paid. Please please support us if you can. We, we, we really like comments, likes, complaints. We, we will talk about you on the podcast, trust me. All right. <laughs> love you. Awesome. Thank you so much, everybody. Goodbye. We love you. Bye. And we killed Colin. That's why you did it. Yeah, he's locked up in the basement. Yeah, we killed that dude. You get me to talk shit, get hit. Yeah, so go play your MLB show somewhere else. Yeah.